Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week, we're covering Halloween Kills. person died. If you track Michael's victims, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. What do we do? We fight. Let's hunt him down. Michael Myers is flesh and blood. But a man couldn't have survived that fire. The more he kills, the more he transcends. He's the essence of evil. So we're going to start off informing everyone that this is a spoil cast. Do not move forward. <laughs> Go back. Look, watch the movie. It's in the theaters and it will be on Peacock if you happen to have Peacock on Friday. If you don't have Peacock, take out a free trial. Yeah, and watch it if you don't want to spend the money or don't want to be in a the theater right now. And do, yeah, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. So... You can't say anything because we have told you multiple times. <laughs> there will be spoilers. And, by the way, not to advertise for Peacock for free, but they actually have some pretty good stuff on there for Halloween. They've got all their TV episodes broken, all their TV shows broken down with all the Halloween episodes singled out. A lot of good horror movies. I've been enjoying Peacock in October. Should we mention the giveaway that we're doing now or should we mention it at the end? Uh, we'll mention it at the end. Okay. We're doing a giveaway. If you want to know what that's about, listen to the end of the podcast. <laughs> If you don't want to hear about the movie, you could just skip towards the end. So let's go right off and say thank you very much. We're very appreciative to be able to have the opportunity to view this film. We viewed it last night, Tuesday. Um, 
And yeah, it was free and we are not going to complain or say anything because we had a great time watching this very free film. Uh, the original, as you may or may not listen to the very rambly podcast we did. We tried to do a podcast on all the Halloweens. It was... It gets out of control. It was out of control. It was all over the place because we loved the films and we just... It was too much for us. It was... It overtook us like a tsunami and we we could not handle it. Maybe later on we'll go and revisit and break it up. But for the most part, uh, I am a huge Halloween fan. The originals and Shad is except also... Except for though, you know, we like, to one extent or another, we enjoy all the Halloween movies except the two made by He Who Shall Not Be Named. Those are not Halloween films. That's uh, Psych 101. Anyways, so... Let's start off by saying that you may have heard me in other podcasts or whatever say, you know, I have a lot of opinions about a lot of things and I, I do become uh, very passionate about certain subjects. This franchise, or should say the John Carpenter's Halloween, I'm very passionate about and I feel some kind of way about remakes, sequels, other things that have come down the line regarding Halloween, including the 2018 film that came out. Obviously, this is the sequel to that film. Uh, I want to throw, you may or may not know, the original film was shot only in 20 days. And there is no blood in the film. People left there thinking that they saw a massacre. They were... They the had, same way with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They talk about all the blood in that, but there, again, there's no blood. Really? There's no blood? Not even in the hanging when they hang them in the... Nope. And the, in the you thing? Just, you don't even see the meat hook go in. It's just implied. What about when she's in the chair and she's all messed up? She doesn't have any blood on her face? I find that hard to believe. But we're going to take Shadis... Shad has seen that film way the more than I have because that film fucking terrifies me. And I've probably seen the original maybe twice in my whole life, even though I own it. But it's like one of those, like, you have to own it. You can't be a horror fan and not own Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, so those are little tidbits about the original film. There's so many other things about it, but we're not going to get into it because this podcast is about Halloween Kills. We're going to name uh, some of the characters. I'm going to name here some of the characters that come back. You have probably watched the trailer for this film and have noticed some recognizable faces. Uh, right off the bat, if you're a huge fan, you already knew from like the first trailer, there were, you know, by the adult versions um, that these people, who they were when they first showed them, now they've kind of done a non-fan kind of split screen like, you know, trailer where they show like the adult and the child version or the other version in the original 1978 film. We have Kyle Richards reprising her role as Lindsay Wallace and Anthony Michael Hall is Tommy Doyle. That wasn't the original actor playing Tommy Doyle. Anthony Michael Hall isn't. But he is playing him in this version of the film. They were the boy and girl that Annie and Laurie Strode were babysitting in that fateful night. We have Marion Chambers, who's played by Nancy Stevens. She was the nurse that was helping Loomis transport, transport Michael in the original. We have Lonnie. Now he does have a last name here. 
I'm maybe he had a last name in the other film, but he was known as Lonnie because in the original. Hey, Lonnie, get your ass out of there! (laughs) (laughs) It's away from there. (laughs) Um, Lonnie is being played by Robert Longstreet in this film. We also have the return of Sheriff Brackett. Charles Cyphers is coming back to reprise that role in not as not as a sheriff. Yeah, he's working as a security guard at the hospital. Which is genius. Yeah, which, by the way, if you ever get to meet that guy, super nice in person. He is super nice. It's like, he will talk to you forever. He has a million stories about the movie and everything, and he loves talking about them. And, of course, you have... Uh, there's actually two people playing Michael Myers. You have Nick Castle, um, we're, and, you know, the actor that played him in the 2018 film... Um, is also reprising, but I wanted to name the original cast. Now, there are the other people that are also obviously in the film. We have the, you know, Shad, the the other people that are reprising their roles from the 2018 film. Yeah, you have like Judy Greer coming back as her daughter. And you have, uh, I totally spaced on her name. I was trying to find that. Jamie Lee Curtis is Laurie well, Strode, yeah, obviously. Lee Curtis, the granddaughter too, I was trying to find. Um, and then her name is like Matchett, Andy Machat. Yeah, here it is. Andy Machake. I'm not sure how you say that. Andy Machake. We're going to, we're going to go with Andy Machake. We're going to go with that. And, you know, you have, uh, her boyfriend is returning, which we kind of forgotten about him that last time, you know, in the movie, in the, uh, 2018 version, she leaves him at the dance and that's just kind of it. We don't really see anything for him again, but he pops back up in this one early on. I was kind of surprised. I thought he was just done, and that was it. But he's uh, Dylan Arnold is his name. And that's really the main ones that are coming back from the previous movie. Uh, we do have uh, Frank uh, Hawkins, which is the... Sh- oh, yeah, it's uh, Will Patton plays him. Yes. And I know him not from... He's done a ton of character actor work, but I also know him from... He has narrated a ton of Stephen King audiobooks. He did all of like, the Mercedes Killer ones. He did The Outsider... He has a great voice. Yeah, he's very good at that, and he really puts you into the to the story. And uh, so when I hear him, a lot of times I'm hearing the Stephen King book. When I see him, when I'm hearing his voice, I'm like, oh yeah, that was him from the thing. It kind of distracts me a little bit. Now you're thinking, wait a second, that guy is dead. And here's the first spoiler. He's not dead. And then we're going to just move on. He made it. <laughs> he I made was, it. I was a little surprised. He made it. The opening to this film had me squirming, jumping up and down in my seats like I had won the lottery. I was crazed because... Oh, one reason you were crazed, we forgot to mention this, but now that we're past the whole thing where we bring up spoilers, returning to the Halloween franchise for the first time since his death in 1995 is Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis. And it looks fucking fantastic. It's not the... uh... Disney, you know, when they redid uh, Princess Leia, it's not that. It, it looks, gr- I mean, I, if I didn't know that man was dead, I thought he was like her- hanging out in the mountains with like Kurt Cobain and like Elvis Presley, like alive. Yeah, it looks really good. I don't know what they did. It was a com- It has to be like a combination of a live actor with CGI over him. I'm not sure, but whatever it is, they did an amazing job because it looks exactly like Donald Pleasance and sounds like Donald Pleasance. I was looking to see if I could see any info on it, but so far I haven't found anything. And it's just, he's the, whoever did it, hats off to your special effects team because they did a great job. 
Now, we went to Halloween Horror Nights one year when they had the um, Halloween 78 house. And there was an actor in there that looked exactly like Loomis. I mean, he was a fantastic impersonator. And, you know, we were like, oh, man, someone should call this guy up. I, I mean, he looked so much like him. I... I wouldn't put it past if it was, like you said, a combo of, like, digital and, like, someone stepping in that had the same build. Maybe the voice or maybe they chopped up versions, you know. They, like, what is it, deep fake? <laughs> yeah, they did a great job if they did. It looks flawless. Like, I was like, okay, he's alive. The, um, as you may know or may not know, the 2018 version, um, you know, nothing is canon after part part one. So the 1978 version, and then you have 2018. That's where it, like, picks up. There isn't a Halloween 2, none of that. Everything has been erased after. So what this film does is go back in time. The continuity is freaking insane. It it is and it isn't. It is in in the regard of you know what happens in the 78 film. Yeah. You know where there's pockets of things that weren't shown. Um, and where they can place a scene without messing up any of the continuity to the 78 version. And they do a pretty good job of that. They do a freaking fantastic job. Look, I'm not going to say I went in there wanting to hate the movie. I had my issues with the 2018 version. I thought it was just an homage fest, you know, with not that many original ideas, the film overall, I did not expect it to be. The original is a classic, hands down. It's never, no movie made after is going to be, is going to be able to even touch that film because of just so many different, you know, things that went on in the original, how long it took, what they had to do, the fact it was an independent film. Like, there's so many different things. You were not going to be able to bottle that again. But this Halloween Kills film. It really just made, it was better than the 2018 film. I mean, it was like, like people that actually love, you know, and know of the world and were able to put pieces together, you know, that you, you know, to fill in those blanks because we don't have, we don't have a reference because of every, you know, everything else has been kind of like thrown away to the wayside. Yeah. What I do like about this one is that, much like the original Halloween 2, is I always love it when the movies pick up like one second later. You know, this one literally picks up just right from the end of the 2018 one, and I always enjoy that because there's just something about where you see the movies that kind of take place like over one night like that, and it looks like the third part's going to be the same way, so it'll be kind of interesting to watch all these and realize that this whole thing takes place over like less than 24 hours, you know? Yeah, from like, probably from like, 5 p.m. when it got dark to like 5 a.m. Yeah, this is going to be like a 12-hour time span that all this shit has happened in. It's going to be a really bad day for these people. Uh, They, you know, they they introduce, they show you the character, the boyfriend, you know, or ex-boyfriend. You know, she broke up with him. He's still in the freaking Bonnie and Clyde outfit dressed as Bonnie. Yeah, he's still dressed as Bonnie. They were going to do the cute little couple thing of, oh, we're going to swap the genders of the people. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. He sees his classmate and friend has been murdered um then he views the sheriff laying on the floor goes over to help him and you know the sheriff uh the hawkins tells him that he's gonna kill michael myers like i've got to kill michael i should have done it a long time ago and then we go 
back into 1978. And we see some of the things that happened after Michael hit the ground after being shot by Loomis six times and getting up and walking away. We see what else he did that night. We see his encounter with Lonnie, where Lonnie got to come head to head with Michael Myers and survived. Hey, good for him. Yeah, the he boogeyman went, didn't get him, even though Loomis kind of... He told his ass to get away from there. <laughs> he should have went. And uh, then you see that he has a confrontation with Michael Myers along with some of the other cops. And that's where we see our great doppelganger of Donald Pleasance that he shows up. I think all you have to do to get the Donald Pleasance voice right is you just have to go into the files and look, search for as many times as he says evil and Michael Myers. And then you just string those together. And you have the perfect, you just believe it's Donald Pleasance yelling because all he ever said was, Michael Myers is evil. He's the devil. You just string those things together. Perfect Donald Pleasance voice. You're fine. <laughs> You're probably right. I mean, I'm, it, I'm sure it didn't take that much work for them to do that. Yeah, they had all the clips of him saying everything. They just had to slightly rearrange him a little bit and you're fine. Which I'm sure they have the software to do that. So we go, you know, we go from there and where they, and I'm, we're, I'm not going to go, we're not going to go step by step, but another scene I really enjoyed was, you know, we see the nurse and the doctor from the 2018 version where they were getting, leaving their house, you know, going to their destination and they were getting in their car before they get, they enter the car, the nurse, she sees Michael. He's standing at the, you know, middle of the sidewalk and he looks at her. She's looking, you know, in that direction. She looks at him and then they get in the car and drive away. We never see them again. Like, but here they are. They, we see that they're now at a bar. And, you know, they're, they're watching some kind of, you know, like a karaoke competition that's going on. It's like a weird on. talent show. You got a ventriloquist entering it. You have like a mermaid singing trio. It's very strange. Yeah. This is a unique bar they've got in Haddonfield. And there are some rowdy people, you know, right behind them. And the camera, the way they shot that was you see in focus the nurse and the doctor and all you see behind them, because they're kind of sitting like behind them, like at a higher level, like on like bar stools with like that little, you know, if you've ever been to a bar. Um, and you see like hands and drinks and you hear conversations and you can tell, you know, via being a fan that, oh my gosh, this is Lindsay. They, 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 and they do mention like the people's names. This is Lindsay. This is Lonnie. You know, this is Tommy. This is Marion. All together, you know, just shooting the shit. And that's when we get more information from the bartender, the owner of the bar, who tells, you know, the uh, doctor that, did he ever hear the story of Laurie Strode of the Boogeyman? And how those people were the survivors. And every Halloween, they get together to celebrate, you know, how they survived and 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 also celebrate, you know, Lori and all of that. And that I enjoyed so much. Because even though Tommy isn't, you know, the original, they were kids anyways. So... You can kind of pass over that. You can pass over that. I mean, he had kind of like blondish hair. Anthony and Michael Hall is a good, you know, it was a good casting for him. And we know Anthony and Michael Hall. We love him from, you know, every fucking 80s movie, John Hughes movie ever. (laughs) 
So it's not like we don't have like a relationship with the actor, but to see Kyle Richards, you know, Mary and all the original people reprise their roles and um, uh, Lonnie's also played by someone different um, to have them get, you know, together and talk about what happened, you know, during their, that event. And, you know, Anthony Michael Hall goes up and tells the story of the boogeyman and how, you, you know. get to see that the, for years now, this has been kind of there to the bartender even says, oh yeah, it's the rowdy ones. Every Halloween, they get together and come in here and shoot the shit and get drunk talking about Michael Myers. So this has been 40 years of them sort of dealing with it in their own way too. They didn't go to the extreme that Laurie did in the show, in the movie, but they did their own shit. They just get together and get trashed every Halloween talking about Michael. I like how but, they call Laurie's thing the compound. I mean, it is a compound, but it's just funny to hear them yeah. like, oh, Laurie in the compound. Now, you know, one of the things that I always look for in the Halloween movies that's always fun is to watch what they're watching on TV, because they're always watching something kind of fun on TV. You know, and of course, in the original, they were watching The Thing. Yes. This one, in the in the 2018 one, they were watching that TV show from the 80s called Voyagers, which I remember watching as a kid, so I was like, hey, I remember that show. Or this time around, they're watching, when you see Michael break into someone's house... They're watching Funhouse. Yeah, they're watching Funhouse. Which is a favorite of mine because it's just so insane. But it's good to see that that's uh, still on some people's radar because I love that movie. Likewise. I'm a huge fan. And if it wasn't Funhouse, because we're 98.7% sure that it was Funhouse, uh, let us know if you have seen the film and you disagree on what film it is. I don't know. I mean, obviously we saw it in the theater, so it's not like we could pause and see like what credit they give. But if they give any credit at all um, to the film, because it's literally like there's probably two shots. And within that shot yeah. of it being in frame, it's like a second or two. Yeah, but it looked to me like it was Funhouse. So that was good to see. I agree with you. I, I, there was a scene with a fan. I was like, that's Funhouse. Like, I was like, yes, that's Funhouse. Uh, there's so much going on. And you are there at the bar. And now you're with... Lori and her family and how they have left, you know, and they're going to the hospital because they need obviously medical assistance the for Lori. The house is burning down and you saw, we've all seen the trailer where they're screaming, let it burn, let it burn. And man, should they have ever let that thing burn? Yeah, they should have let it burn because Michael's not a dummy. I mean, yeah, for a lot of things, you know, he is, but he's not a dummy because... And this is what I'm saying about continuity. Who would have fucking thought? Everyone, even me, was like, there's no way he survived that. How could he survive? He's in a fucking basement. Like, he can't get out. <laughs> but even then, in the, in the 2018 one, when they cut back to the house at the end, they were showing it burning and there was no Michael Myers to be seen. So we were like, well, he must have got out somehow. He didn't get out. He just went and put himself in the room where all the guns were at. She had the roll-up door with all the guns. He just went in there and rolled the door down so he was safe from the flames and just waited till the fire department came. And man, did they... That was a bad day for the fire department. It was a bad day. But they tried, though. When he came out of the house, and we've all seen the preview, when he comes out of the house and they're like, all right, we're firemen, we're tough guys, we got axes and chainsaws, let's fuck this guy up. Nope. Should have just gotten the fire truck and left. That's what you should have done. This is not the babysitter murderer from the original where there's no blood shown and we're going to be, you know, real good about it. No. He's like, no holds bar. Every kill in this film is like, oh, shit. Like, I can't tell you how many times I reacted to kills because they were just out of this fucking world. Yeah. Like, this is one of the most brutal slashers I've seen in a long time. And... uh 
they really, the audience in the whole movie was just screaming constantly. And there's a point where they're actually fighting Michael and someone in the audience just yelled out, do not stop fucking him up! And just yelled out from the crowd. <laughs> because we've all felt that way. Like, don't stop. But yeah, they do a great job of making them. Man, the kills in this show are painful. Uh, wow. Uh, so here we are. We're, you know, going. Michael has killed everybody. He's escaped. Now he's, you know, doing his thing, going to wherever he's going. We all think, even Lori thinks that he's going to the hospital to get her. Because, of course, that's, you know, what she feels. He's after her and he's stalking her and whatnot. And it's revealed in the film that actually he's not stalking her per se. He's actually just trying to get home. <laughs> yeah, he just wants to get home. He just wants to get home. Because they even point out that uh, the granddaughter, uh, Lori Strode's granddaughter, points out that, look, he didn't know where Lori lived. He didn't come to her house. He only went there because his crazy psychiatrist drove him there and opened the door and got he, let him out. Yeah. And that's the only reason he went after Lori. He wasn't going that way. And you realize, oh, he was just trying to go back home. So I'm interested to see what they do in part three of this. And then the, it's called Halloween Ends, I believe. What are they going to show? Because he keeps going to the top. They even show that in the flashback that they do in this to set in the seventy to the seventy eight times. He goes to the you know to his uh, sister Judith. He goes to her room and is just looking out the window. They made it a point in dialogue between the officers that. That's, you know, one of the officers that um, he had actually played with Michael when they were kids. And, and he, he always he just to... sat out the window, out of Judith's window, and just look out the window. And, like, he was obsessed with just looking out the window. He never played with him. And, you know, we all know that he, he, and in the film, he does go back. It's you see him mentioned twice multiple times. You see him twice go back. He goes back in 78 when they flash back. You see him go back and stand and look out the window. And he goes back in this one and is looking out the window a couple of times. So I'm interested to see what they're going to show. I swear to God, if he turns out to be looking at a giant silver shamrock logo, I'm going to crap right there in the theater. Um, no. <laughs> it's, uh, what is it? It's the Druid Temple. Yeah, you're looking out across there and you see like a replica of Stonehenge. Thorn. <laughs> Look at the symbols for like the symbol for the Thorn Company or whatever it was, and then there's like a Stonehenge symbol. You're like, oh shit! He all this time they were right. Oh, Celtic. Uh, I things. wonder if they will bring that in at the end of it. Okay, so I, I'm going to get to that in a second. I'm going to I'm going to get to that because I have, I have, I've, I have some issues. Okay, no, I shouldn't say issues. Let's they, see what the issues are. They make it a point, like you said, to have him go back home. That's his whole thing. Obviously, they've already established in the 2018 version. And, you know, I this is probably going back to what Carpenter wanted to begin with. He did not want them to be related. There's no relation between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers in these films. It's just a guy killing people. She's just a survivor. The end. She was at the wrong place at the wrong, you know, wrong time. Uh... They have mentioned that thing, so we don't know where that's going. Another thing. This is the thing where I was like, the two things I didn't like was the time. The two, they took too much time in one scene, which we'll get to that in a second. And the thing is of having them go, I don't want to say go out of their way, but including dialogue and also in the end, Michael's reaction or Michael's, however you want to say, the way that he's not affected by getting his ass shot, beat, 
you know, down, down to the ground. He just picks up like, hey, here I am. The supernatural thing. What are they trying to do with the whole supernatural thing? Now, even though none of the other films are canon, there are some things that I feel like they wanted to bring back into these new movies, which is the supernatural thing, because in the later movies, he does... (laughs) Once you start getting the mark of thorn on you, that's when it's. it's they got the time. mark of the, the mark of thorn, and he's supernatural. It, there's supernatural elements, and there's people worshiping him and the evil because you know, like real, like a, real serial killers. The alignment of when he was born, of the stars and the planets and all that. They get into the whole fucking thing, right? <laughs> Are they bringing that back? Why? Because. It doesn't make sense. Or they're giving him like, you know, Friday the Thirteenth Jason like powers where he just can't fucking die. He's not gonna die. You're gonna blow him up. You're gonna throw him in space. You're gonna fucking drown him. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So that was an interesting thing because she makes it. Lori mentions like he's transcending being a man. He's becoming something more than a man. There's a whole dialogue, a whole monologue on and that. And they kind of imply that people's fear and people's hatred. And people's violence kind of fuels him and makes him more powerful. So like, the only way, if you follow that logic, the only way to kill him would be someone that just like accidentally do it or something. You know what I mean? It'd be one. Of those Is it weird... someone that's just happy? It's like a like you know just a happy go lucky, per- most positive someone person has in the to world. Kill him without any kind of malice. They have to kill him out of love. Yeah, they have to. They're gonna kill. I swear to you, if they kill him with love, like Care Bear style, I'm I'm gonna throw something. Or at it the has to be screen. like someone has to just like you know grab him, give him a big hug, and while they're hugging him, just strangle him. I give don't know. him love. Give him love till he dies. I don't know. Maybe there was a McDonald's being built across the way back in uh, seventy eight, and he was excited to go get his happy meal. Back in seventy eight, and uh, and no, back in uh. What was it, sixty three or whatever? Back in the past, oh, sixty three, yeah. When he killed Judith, and that's that's he was like, oh man, I really want to get a McDonald's, and now he's like still looking. He's like the McDonald's still there in in the twenty twenty. I don't know. I want to see where they're going with it. I kind of wish they would hurry up. I mean, the original plan for this was to have these movies out like pretty much back to back. I had read was that there was supposed to be one come out like in the summer and then another one come out in October, but that's been you know derailed because of COVID. So I I wish they would hurry up and crank the other one out because I'm interested to see where they go with it. The other element that uh, scene that I think was just too long was the whole they bought back the mob, uh, the mob mentality, the mob community. You know, the community acting as a mob trying to get and kill Michael Myers like they did in Halloween Four: Return of Michael Myers. Yeah, and that could definitely have been trimmed by a few minutes because ten minutes. It yeah, you you get it pretty quickly that like okay, there's a mob, you're gonna go after Michael, but we didn't need like twenty minutes of it. Ten minutes was more than enough. So in the 2018 film, the bus crashes. There's, you know, uh, inmates and psychopaths that are running around. Two escapes. One of them, Michael. The other one, unknown assailant or whatever. Well, actually, because we just watched that one. They show that guy's picture and say they're all accounted for except for two. Michael Myers and this guy, whatever his name yeah. is. We're going to call him Ratface McGee. Ratface McGee he's the only one that, you know. And this guy is crazy. We don't know what he's done, but he's still on the loose. He's and- disturbed and he's on the loose and he's... 
in little bits of the film where you think, is it Michael's kind of to like throw you off and also to have the characters, it fuels them because they think they're going after Michael, but they're actually not. They're Remember our good friend, the red herring. No one has seen what Michael Myers looks like. No one has seen Michael. Only Lori and that fateful night on 78 saw his face for seconds. And that was 20 something year old Michael. So, no one has seen what he looks like to the point where they do show that um, news news uh, story where they show who had escaped or who was missing. They do show Michael Myers as Michael Myers himself, obviously without the mask. And everyone is watching it, but no one can say, oh, there's Michael. No one knows what's going on. They never mentioned who it was. They just showed photos. So, so everyone is crazy and thinking when this, you know, poor guy ends up in the hospital and he's looking for help, he's asking for help. Everyone goes crazy and think it's Michael Myers. And then I feel like they spend the next like 20 to 25 minutes in this whole mob mentality scene. Of a going, lot of scenes of people running upstairs. It's, it was like, man, I, these people must have been tired of all these scenes running up the stairs because there's just so many of them. And yeah. so much of it. Yeah, so we could do without that. That's really my the biggest complaint I have about the movie is that scene. It could have been cut in half easily. You get the idea real quick with him chanting, evil dies tonight, and the mob going on there. But I felt like they wanted to make sure you really knew how crazy the mob was. So it just kept going and going. And it that's the only part of it that I didn't really enjoy. I Because it said in modern day, my own explanation was maybe they were just trying to show like, how extra people are nowadays and how easy it is to rile people up over something that they don't even know what it is for sure and exactly. get crazy exactly like and so many times of during of all this you year need is an internet story and everybody's ready to go exactly the fuel you're putting the fuel to the fire and everyone's insane and no one has the real information just bits and pieces yep. and then you lose your mind and then you spend 25 minutes doing something crazy um, mind you, <laughs> obviously we did not clock how long it was. It just dragged on for so long and yeah. it didn't need to be that long. Yeah. So that's my only thing with the film. I love how they incorporated all these side characters, not only side characters that we saw in the first film, new ones that we hadn't seen. There's, yeah. I love character development. There's plenty of character development. There's... Uh, people that were the kid, uh, kids and people that were killed in the original, they show you, obviously they're going to end up in the morgue, but they do show, you know, the reaction of the mom who finds her son in the morgue. That was the other thing I forgot to mention. Oh, yes. This is the worst <laughs> hospital ever because what the hell kind of hospital has the morgue with windows all over it, windows in the door, windows everywhere with the blinds open uncovered faces of like murdered teenagers just laying there on it so that when the mom walks by she can just see her son's face with like you know where the spike has gone through his head and you're like oh no like that is the worst hospital ever come on draw a fucking blind or something you yeah know? i don't know why they obviously you can't have the morgue in the basement because then we're not gonna have the mom see the freaking kid which that was the main that's why they showed that morgue like two times to show you the morgue was there because the other the other scene when they pan is a naked dude. You don't see his ghibli bits because it's literally from his like stomach up. Yeah, but like, but it's like you know he's booty naked. And if I would just if I would in the movie and I'm looking in, I'm gonna see everything. You know, yeah. I don't need to see that. 
Yeah, that was the that was just weird. That was a very strange hospital setup. Uh, we the interactions of your you know characters that you've known from the '78 film. You know they're interacting with Michael now. How they handle that? Each one having their own different you know um, experience. Some of them don't make it. Some of them do. Who knows if they're going to make it in the next movie? I just think anyone that's in Michael's way in this is just going to, he's just out to kill anyone. He likes killing. He went back. He's just walking into random piece of people's houses that have no relation to him. They're in their house eating sandwiches, watching movies. Like they're just fucking minding their business. He's just coming in and killing them because he's a killer. He just likes to kill. One guy that he kind of already killed. I mean, he was on death's bed, in my opinion. Shallow breaths. He decides, I don't know. I think this whole set of like ninja blades, you know, the ninja, what is it? The knives. The Ginsu knives. Yeah, the Ginsu knives need to just end up on this. I'm going to put this guy on the, on the, literally he puts him on like the freaking island, like the wood block and just goes to town, just stabbing him over and over and over again, you know, to kind of show like, obviously he's a fucking psycho. Like if you if you thought that maybe he wasn't a psycho, he is a psycho. Yeah, he definitely. This movie makes no bones about the fact that he is he enjoys the killing. Now, I do have one other thing. It didn't bother me. And I don't know if this is within contract or maybe because there is no relation, so there's no real reason for Michael to really going after Lori. But Lori was barely in this movie. Jamie Lee Curtis was barely in the movie. She barely did anything. She's mostly in a hospital bed. Maybe I she walks on the hall. I kind of had to do that because since they showed her get stabbed pretty hard in the original, and they show a pretty graphic version of her surgery in this, too. Oh, you they see do. her getting operated on them, like, you know, stitching up her insides. They couldn't show her going out and doing a whole lot. She barely made it around the hospital when she did walk around. So maybe in the next one, maybe that one will take place a little while later because she does say, like, who knows when we'll see Michael again? Will it be tomorrow? Will it be next Halloween? Maybe the next one is going to take place a year later. Maybe it does. Maybe. We don't know. It could be one of those things where he's going to pop up after a while. But I think she's going to be in more of the next one. Yeah, and I was okay with that. It didn't take away from the film for me. Like I was like, oh, no, Jamie Lee Curtis is not in the movie. Like It's not about her because the movie isn't about her. Now, if there was a brother-sister relation, then I'd be like, why the hell wasn't she more in the movie? Um, and like you said, she was only going to be, believably, like it, she was only going to be able to do so much because she, I mean, the operating, operating scene, like you said, is fucking graphic and her whole stomach is wide open. So you're not going to just jump off a of bed and she's an old lady. Like she's not going to jump off a of bed and just start roaming the streets. She kind of wanted, started to, but then in the crazy mob riot kind of gets kind of like trampled and now her stitches open up and she gets all fucked up. So she has to go back to her room. Um, and she's sharing the room with Frank Hawkins, the sheriff or the cop. Yeah. He's 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 like a sheriff deputy, I think. And they're sharing the room together and you kind of, there's, you know, an endearing scene of how they, you know, had a, some kind of relation at one point when they were younger. I thought they were going to reveal that he was going to be the father of her kid. I thought so, too. But they, they didn't go there. I wonder if that's something they're saving for part three as I well. I think it's Ben Tramer because he mentions Ben Tramer. And I'm like, wait a second, you can't mention him? And I'm like, oh, okay, if I ever forgot this, the first movie. Yeah, he's, ben he's Tramer, alive. He's alive because he didn't get killed in the second one by accident. He's he's alive and everything's good. So I, I, really, like, I really enjoy the film overall. I think it's the best one since... The, you know, Halloween 2, the 1981 version, which 
the it's been 40 years since the original Halloween 2 um, came out October 30th, 1981. And, you know, this Halloween 2 is coming out on the 15th on Friday. So it was like right on time, kind of, because this movie was supposed to be released last year. Yeah. Kind of works out better to be in the 40th anniversary. Yeah, I, I, I do like that better. So I love the 78 version, the sequel, the 1981, and this version. I really, really, really enjoyed this version a lot. Even if I had to take away the original 1981 movie, I, I would be okay with that and fit this one in. Obviously, that's exactly what happens, you know, in the yeah, continuity so of this well. series. So uh, I had a great time. I feel like they really tied up a lot of loose ends and things here and there. We don't know what's going to happen to Michael. We don't know. There is some dialogue, like we had mentioned um between Hawkins and Strode of, you know, do they, do you think they know? He like asked her that, like, no, what? Like it goes nowhere because it's literally in the end of the film where Michael's getting all beat up. And I'm like, know that he's some paranormal, like, like a supernatural entity. Like I, I, that's the one thing that we in this podcast have just been hung over. Like, where are they going with the supernatural part you can't mention that so much in a film and then have the next film and not even touch it i would think that because you know everyone is in it for the money this is not halloween ends is not going to be the end it's going to probably be the end of what we know to be michael myers as but not the end of halloween maybe it's going to pick up There'll be another gap of a few years like there was with this one. And because really the last one of what was zombies was in like 2009, the one that he did, the, the part two. And then so you had like nine years without any Halloween movies. And it'll be the same. They'll, they'll take a little break for Myers for a little bit and then he'll come back again. Because they're always going to come back to the story because it's so compelling, you know. The last Halloween movie was not 1998. Unfortunately, I have to do include H2O in that film. Okay. But that was a lot. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyways, so yes, fine. There, there was a gap. Maybe you know they're gonna do what they should have. What they, what we thought was gonna happen with the whole Daniel Harris's character, uh, Jamie, uh, where there was gonna be a transfer of you know the the evil spirit on to the next person. Maybe that's something they're really gearing up to and they're thinking of doing. You know, and then we don't, it's going to end maybe ambiguous. We don't know who it's, who it's going to encompass next. You know, that, that hate, <coughs> because you can't get rid of hate and fear in the world. That's, you know, that's going to always be around. How many knives, no pun intended, how many knives do you give a film? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it four. It was good. I enjoyed it. I didn't, other than the little beef with the hospital scene, it was good. I do give it also four knives. And if you saw it and you do not care for it, we are dying to know why. We want to know why specifically you do not <laughs> like the movie. Now, I'm just curious because I, there's obviously going to be a lot of people that don't like it out there. And as someone that is such a big fan of the original and or the originals, um, the first two, uh, why, you know, I don't know. I went in with an open mind, you know, and I was obviously pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah. 
I was really surprised. So I gave it four knives and uh, catch Halloween kills, catch Halloween kills on Peacock and, you know, your local theater. If you happen to be hidden the theaters, we're actually doing a giveaway for a Strode Realty mug uh, that we have on our Instagram account. If you leave a positive reviewer rating on iTunes then leave the username that you gave the review with on the uh, post, which we will you'll see on our account. And then we will put all those names into a drawing on the 19th, which is Michael Myers' birthday, and we'll draw a winner of the Strode Realty mug. So please give us a good positive rating review and then leave us the username you did it with on our Instagram account. Yeah, thank you so much and stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.